I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's hit the music. Magical C2C radio show is live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. We're live on Spreaker.com slash users slash Corner to Corner, C2C radio show.com. Of course, you can catch us on replay wherever you find or download your favorite podcasts. I'm Stan Grubb, your host, and my tag team partner, my <coughs> co-host with the most, is Brian Taylor. What's up, man? What's, what's good? What's shaking? Welcome back. Good, to, good to hear from you. <clears throat> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to admit something Uh-oh. real quick. Um, I didn't think that uh, the fans were worthy to hear me for a few weeks. Oh no. So, yeah, I might have feigned illness a little bit. You know, I don't, you know, there are the, you know, sometimes you just can't give people what they want. You know, they gotta, they gotta earn the right to hear me. I mean, Excalibur says you gotta give the people what they want, Brian. Yeah. And, but I don't have to do it every week. I Man, that's, that's true. That's true. They're not that good. You know, I didn't get no Christmas cards. You wow. Know, Easter. No, no Easter cards for fans this year? No, none. Jeez. They, they were rotten, selfish fans this year. Mm. Shame. Shame on you due fans. To, <laughs> due to contractual obligations, I'm back. So. <laughs> yep, we don't have a voicemail to play where I'm begging Brian. Brian, you got to come back. <clears throat> He pulled an MJF, did a major contract renegotiation. It was it was rough. It hurt. It hurt the pockets. Well, it hurt your pockets. It didn't hurt my pockets. <laughs> uh, let's see. Last week was a solo venture. Uh, I did about an hour, hour and 15, maybe hour and a half. I don't know. It wasn't very long. Uh, hour and a half? Hour and a half. Wife says hour and a half. Um, talked about just the breaking news as it was uh, coming out and uh, that's what we're going to lead with this week because god almighty it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and that's stock market news wwe released news last week that vince mcmahon was going to be forcing his way back into the board of directors which in turn we would all have our assumptions that would lead to him trying to return to tv that hasn't happened yet. Keyword there is yet. However, the back end story, the background behind the scenes, whatever you want to call it, is that Vince basically tells the board of directors that unless negotiations for a sale or renewal of TV rights includes him, he will not approve it. 
The board writes him back. These are letters that were released to the Wall Street Journal. The board writes him back saying that basically, hey, Vince, we're happy to have you consulting on the on the sale or the renewal of TV rights. However, we find that it is not a good idea to bring you back to the board of directors based off of the recent investigation and also based off of the performance of the people in charge currently. Vince writes back to them, essentially explaining that that's where he finally makes his final stance, that if it doesn't include me, I'm I'm not going to sign off on anything. Vince still owns about 80% of WWE. So in order for him to legally come back to the board, he has to do one of two things. The first thing is he has to be voted onto the board. And because he's majority shareholder, he can select the other board members before he gets voted in. So that's what he did. He voted in, or he nominated or appointed, appointed would be the word, he appointed three board members, in turn, three board, other board members resigned, so they get that, those positions get filled, and then of course the three that he appoints votes him in as executive chair, or executive CEO, whatever the hell his company title is now. Hail and farewell to those that were in there before, and welcome back Vince McMahon. Well, but, I mean, it's a little bit deeper than that, though, because one of the guys that left is the guy conducting the interview. I mean, not the interview, the uh, um, investigation. investigation. Yeah. yeah. That's the weirdest part. I don't know how that would really – how that works. Um, you know, this guy, he decides that – this guy being Vince decides, ah, I, I've sat at home enough. I've paid my penance. Now it's time to go back to work because these guys on the board, they can't negotiate the sale of a company. Never mind that Nick Khan has done this for years. Literally, it's it's in his job description. You know, as, as a person that's able to get get deals closed. He was so successful as an agent, he started doing it for businesses. That That's like a big deal. But hey, you know, Vince clearly doesn't believe he can do it. Um, Stephanie apparently can't do it even though he voted confidence and said that stephanie and triple h were doing a fine job current management doing a fine job uh oh by the way today stephanie resigns from the company doesn't just go back to her leave of absence no she officially resigns from wwe i can only assume that this is done as a maybe a manner of disgust from what her father is doing in this can you even call it, Brian? Can you call it a hostile takeover if it's your own company? Um, so I think you probably could, and I, there are probably he's he's probably not out of the legal realm yet. Yeah. Um, based off of uh, what occurred, because um, I think I read somewhere that uh, there were some. Somebody with a little bit more sense in these matters than I have that pretty much came out and said, Vince, uh, you're not allowed to do that. And we're going to make sure that, uh, uh, you know, we go after you again. Um, so I don't I don't think he's out of it. I, th- I think he's just a 78 year old egomaniac at, uh, you know, forced his way back back into this thing and the, I don't know where the, I mean, how does one 
properly described the frame of mind that WWE has to be in right now. Like, walking around Titan Tower, how do the office personnel help? How, how do they feel? You know, the, you've got this, all this news that WWE is, you know, in good hands and they're doing a great job. Triple H has made some strides. He's had some struggles. But all in all, he's been pretty successful with what he's done since he took over. Um, and then suddenly you hear the guy that was making literally everyone nervous and responsible for the biggest firing in not just wrestling history, but I think in a pandemic era of any company out there, firing over, over a hundred people in just one year from a company that literally just bloated its roster over the course of what, eight years, seven, eight years just fires ruthlessly everybody from Zack Ryder to Keith Lee to uh, well Adam Cole doesn't resign so he or doesn't resign so you can't really count him um, the good brothers after they said hey you need to stay here you need to rely on us we can provide for your family yeah no they fire them fire Chelsea Green fire Deanna Perrazzo um, you know, all of these different people, and I, I don't know that I could ever do the names justice of all the people that got fired. But some of them came back. Others, I, I can't say I blame them if they've been offered and just said no. Granted, EC3 is probably still trying to work on his narrative. But I think a lot of these guys and gals, I mean, they got they got to be feeling uncomfortable. Mm, I don't know about uncomfortable, but... I bet you give it time that roster is going to – I give it a week because now he's back in creative, supposedly. And, uh, I mean, I literally give it a week and it'll – somebody will be let go again. Well, and that's just, that's the scary part. I mean, all of these talents – we all wanted to see these people get brought back, right? We wanted to see Bray Wyatt – we didn't think that made any sense to fire him. We didn't think it made sense firing Braun Strowman as big of a star whoa, as he was at whoa, the time. Whoa, 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 Okay. Let's, uh, let's not get crazy now. <laughs> you um, weren't on board with the Braun Strowman bus? Uh, no, he, he – listen, you screwed Braun Strowman when he lost to Roman Reigns. Sorry. You screwed the pooch. And you, you literally sidelined his career when he lost to Roman and the way he did and never beat Roman. Mm -hmm. You screwed up the best thing you had at the time. Johnny Gargano, <laughs> Candice LeRae, Mia Yim. Um, I still think Keith Lee was a horrible mistake to let him go. Malachi Black. Um, I think Matt Cardona was a mistake to let him go, even though it may not have been a mistake, at least not as far as Cardona's concerned, because look how much bigger of a star he is now. Well, yeah, but again, guess who's back in charge? Right. Right. So how big of a just how big of a you know star is he? And that's where it gets just so so uncomfortable to think about. I mean, this is a let's let's identify the 
I guess you could call it the elephant in the room. The fact of the matter is when Vince was pushed into retirement it was because it's the, the allegations of sexual harassment and hush money and, and misappropriation of company funds. Well, the investigations were done. I won't go into the, the sexual harassment findings because I think a lot of that is still being discussed legally. But when you look at the misappropriation of company funds, that was found to be true. I mean, that's a lot of money. And we weren't talking thousands. We're talking millions. It included John Laronitis taking part of that. God, you think they'll bring that asshole back? <coughs> Ugh. <laughs> You. This is John Laronitis, executive vice president, talent relations. I can't, I can't do the impression as well as some others, but you get the point. And all the while, you gotta, you gotta look at a guy like Triple H who has been sitting there and just, you know, I finally have it. It's finally mine. Nope, no, it's not. No, it's not. And there's room there's room to say it. There's room to wonder if maybe, because there were some decisions that were made under Triple H's watch, that maybe Vince wasn't ever gone really at all. Maybe Vince was still pulling phone calls, sending telegrams, whatever the hell he had to do to get stuff rewritten or to get stuff entered into the TV show that he wanted to see. If you don't think Vince McMahon wasn't getting like emails or Zoom calls during these uh, meetings, you're absolutely off your rocker. That product did not improve one iota since Triple H took over. Wow, not at all, huh? No. You tell me how it improved. You bloated your roster, right? You literally did exactly what Vince got rid of people for because it was a bloated roster, mm-hmm. right? You bloated your roster. Who are you, who are your superstars right now? Still Roman. You haven't built another one. Poor Bray Wyatt. I don't even know why you brought him back. Yeah. That's Terry a major Cross. question for me. Yeah. What are you doing with him? Braun Strowman. You know, again, has has potential, had potential, nothing. Your biggest play to date is Charlotte winning the world title her first night back. That's his biggest play. There has been nothing else earth-shattering. Bailey's little group is going by the wayside. And I'll lay you money right here, right now, that when her contract is up, Bailey will leave the WWE also. Yeah, I think for Bailey it was a matter of, okay, well, I've been out. They probably froze her contract like they've done with others in the past. She decides that, uh, you know, hey, if they're going to pay me, I'm coming back. That's fine. They give her damage control, which at the time wasn't necessarily a bad faction. I mean, EO Sky, Dakota Kai, and Bailey, you had you had potential there. Now, granted, Dakota and EO are both tag champs, but how many opportunities did you have to put the belt on Bailey to really solidify that faction? What, at least three, maybe four title shots? None of them, by the way, did she come out the victory. Wrong person wins in that situation. I mean, you, you have a bad guy. You've got an opportunity to create a chase for 
your top your top good guy in in the women's division, Bianca Belair, and you blow that, you have an opportunity to have Becky chase again, which is fine. I think we all agree that Becky is better as a good guy than she is as a bad guy. Or maybe you could even look at it from a different perspective and say better in in the middle. You know what I mean? Where the fans get to choose what they want to do. Either way, Bailey was the was a, a key piece of that, and they couldn't figure out how to pull that trigger. I'll never get that. And how Triple H doesn't know how to do that, seeing as if he's the one responsible for the four horsewomen. Um, I don't know. It's just... Not a smart move to not do that. Of course, the other news of last week, which uh, I talked about a little bit, I'm sure you've got some to talk about on it too. Mercedes Monet or Monet debuts in New Japan Pro Wrestling, confronting and uh, dropping, formerly known as Kyrie Sane, now known as Kyrie in uh, New Japan Women's Champion. They have a title match in February, and don't think for a second that Bailey's not watching how well. Mercedes will do overseas because uh, Bailey and Mercedes are best friends. And, uh, oh, yeah, you know, another person that was also in Japan to watch Mercedes debut, uh, none other than Naomi. Yeah, I mean, if you don't think it's a coincidence that Bailey is going along for the ride, Mm -hmm. you're out your mind. And tomorrow night we get to find out for sure if it's if it's Mercedes or if it's really going to be Tony Storm tagging up with Soraya. <laughs> well, I mean that's it was it was confirmed at least on television on Dynamite last week that it would be Tony Storm. Of course, Sheeta didn't like that. She didn't like that at all. I, I kind of agree. You can't disrespect Sheeta like that. Sheeta is Sheeta. But the point remains. A lot of people are still speculating, even though um, Soraya did pick Tony Storm. Um, still speculating that Mercedes is going to debut in AEW tomorrow night. I mean, what? Every other every other WWE signing that has come into AEW, with the exception of maybe Andrade, um, has gotten a pretty good amount of attention and a good focal point. And I guess you could lump Miro in with that, but Miro, I think, is more of a creative issue than anything else. And also, apparently, he's not a big fan of uh, putting people over. That's the allegation, anyway. Well, yeah, but where are you hearing that from? Uh, you know, the, the normal Dirt rumor sheets. mill. Yeah, the normal yeah. rumor mill. Again, that's why I mentioned it's an allegation. We don't know if it's true or not. What, we're going to call Miro. Hey, buddy, listen, um, you know, I heard this rumor. I got I to gotta ask you. Is it true you don't want to put anybody over? Is it true? Brother. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think he's taking my calls. Yeah, I, don't, no problem, no. I, I don't know. I mean, when you look at what WWE was doing, was doing right, I thought it was the right move to put Vince into retirement. Yeah, all that negative attention in the background, a lot of anger probably that's going to come from the misappropriation of funds. There's still talk of lawsuits about that, by the way. He's not clear out of that. Um, so I think it was the right move to have him go. And Triple H made sense as the guy to take over. But to your point, all right, so he brought back some talent. Some of them got TV time. Most of them didn't. Uh, Bray Wyatt's on TV. Great. Bray Wyatt's TV time makes no sense. Not so great. Not that I don't enjoy the Bray Wyatt style of stuff, like the the Fiend and all that, but the 
Uncle Howdy stuff. Just uh, I I want to see Alexa Bliss go back to being a bad guy. I think she's better as a bad guy, but this whole thing where we're kind of not sure if we're going towards the evil Alexa Bliss or not, I, I don't know. It's a little bit not for me. And, I mean, that, that stuff being done under Triple H's watch. They brought in a, a writer specific for the horror genre to help Bray Wyatt's character. How can you not figure out what to do with a guy like Bray Wyatt? Why wouldn't you just let Bray Wyatt do what he does? Mm-hmm. He doesn't need your help. I mean, he literally, in NXT, went from being Husky Harris to, you know, whatever, Bray Wyatt. And those vignettes, they were they were the best that he had in NXT. Mm-hmm. Why not just, hey, we know you can do it. Go do it. I mean, you didn't have to... You didn't have to actually do... You didn't have to go the direction of The Fiend. You didn't have to go the direction of the of the, the Firefly Funhouse. Now, it was fun. There was nothing wrong with it, per se, when they did it the first time. But you get to a certain point, and then you literally bury him, or excuse me, kill him, when he's in there with Randy Orton. You burn him alive. Then you put him in at Mania, which what should have been the blow-off and giving Bray Wyatt the big payoff was instead they just bury him even further. We all know the reason behind that was a Vince McMahon thing. So now here we are. We're back in the storyline where Bray is, what's he feuding with? Uh, L.A. Knight. That's who he's feuding with right now. Ooh. Like what? Why? Why would you put a guy that literally is a star, is a main event draw? Just put him on Raw. It's real simple. Cody's hurt. He's not in the main event. Seth needs other people to wrestle with. It can't be Austin Theory all the time because Austin Theory is the worst. Uh, Randy Orton's out hurt. Braun Strowman, you know, you brought him back, but what the hell? He's over at SmackDown. So, yeah, put him on Raw. And just let him let him do in-ring promos. He doesn't have to have the makeup and the masks and all that. Yeah, they worked back in the day, but you just don't... You don't have to go that direction. I'll never understand the desire to go so far over the top that it actually falls apart. Well, that's because people think they're smarter than everybody else. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Somebody thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. He has such an ego that he legit thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Well, and it's and it's one of those things where, you know, here's here's what many people would consider that made sense to, okay, well, let's, it, Vince is out of touch. He's got to let it go. He's finally get him to let it go, but he doesn't really. Like, we don't know for sure that Vince wasn't making phone calls. I kind of agree with you. It's a good possibility he's on Zoom calls and texting and taking part in creative meetings to make sure that some part of his vision is still there in WWE. I also tend to agree with Sonny that he wants to put put his legacy, you know, end it the way he wants. And I can respect that, but that's just not the Vince we know. 
the Vince we know, the Vince we're seeing is doing exactly what we expected. Not going down without a fight, even though that fight should have been stopped a long time ago. <laughs> well, so I, I mean, I get, and this is part of what I've said, right? Mm-hmm. The guy went from literally making, you know, scratch in the world of pro wrestling to billions. You don't get to billions with a B mm-hmm. unless you're an egomaniac. Well, yeah, you have to be, at least to an extent. And, I mean, it. I said it. Others said it. When he left, he was coming back. He was going to be in control right on down the line. Mm-hmm. Again, Triple H is in control. We have a track record with NXT. At one time, NXT was the best WWE product they had. I think we can all admit that. Mm-hmm. He gets the main roster, and they do bunk with it. I don't care what any bobblehead says. He hasn't grown the product. He hasn't pushed the product. He hasn't done anything revolutionary. He's done bunk with it. He's bloated the roster just like before. Right? Why do we bloat the roster? Because we're trying to prevent other people from getting the talent. Right. I mean, literally here, I'll make my point. So, I collect the cards, right? Mm-hmm. So, for whatever reason, I started collecting the new NXT set. I want you to take a guess what the base set runs. How many cards? Uh, if it's anything like this uh, Panini Prism set, it's like 24 cards. Wrong. It's a 100-card set. Base what? set. What? The NXT set was 100 cards in that little box? Yes. The next time you come over, I will show you. I Damn. Have, one box, I have 100 one, cards. Wow. Well, no, not one box, but I'm talking the base set. Oh, the set. Is 100 gotcha. cards, and they are all different cards. It's not like two cards of Brown Breaker, right? No. Each card is one person. Wow. Triple H is 100. There are 99 different people in that NXT set that are supposedly on the NXT roster. So why didn't we learn the lesson in the past? And you know as well as I do, there are plenty of people on that the main roster that you have no clue they're even there because you haven't seen them. Because you maybe you don't watch main event or whatever, you know Sunday night show they got going on. But it's absolutely crazy that uh, what what's the old adage? Those that don't learn the lessons of the past oh, yeah. are doomed to repeat them or whatever. Yeah, those that don't learn from history <clears throat> are doomed to repeat them. Yeah. Okay, so Triple H didn't learn. Shawn Michaels didn't learn. No, because Vince has always been pulling the strings. No, again, Shawn Michaels. I don't. I think he's stuck in the mid '90s. God, I I've, I loved HBK the wrestler. I don't like HBK the Booker at all. I don't like NXT 2.0. I, I there's bits and pieces. Like I like Braun Breaker. I like the the Creed brothers. Um, 
But, like, telling a, a competitor like Ember Moon, hey, you need to dress more sexy. And then when, when she basically has acknowledged that that's not what she's supposed to do. And also, oh, by the way, WWE is supposed to be family-friendly programming. You know, that doesn't make any damn sense. And that wasn't just a, a Shawn Michaels move. That's a John Laronitis move, too. All of these different people just acting ridiculous. I, I'll never get that. The road dog, he's just as bad. That I, I never thought I'd see the day where the guys we loved watching during the 90s would literally turn into schmucks right there before our very eyes. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe you're right, honey. I, my wife just said they're not schmucks, they're pervs. Maybe that's it. Maybe Shawn Michaels and the Road Dog are just perverts because all they want to do is have, like, low-grade, low-budget porn storylines for the women. And, oh, by the way, I mean, come on. Let's look at how Toxic Attraction's gear is laid out. Let's just be real here, okay? I'm not trying to, to be, uh, you know, inappropriate, but the reality is Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, J.C. Jane, all three of them dressed Really provocatively, we'll say we'll use the safest terminology we can here. That's that's not a, an accident. It's part of their plan. Now, granted, you know, uh, and and it's an age-old saying, "Sex sells." It does, but you can't claim on one hand, "Hey, we're a family-friendly company and family-friendly programming," and then on the other, "Hey, uh, Ember, you know, Athena, before you decide to leave here, we want to." Try something, but can you do me a favor? Can you wear some booty shorts? Huh? Like, come on, dude. And, and someone has to sign off on this shit. And you know, at the at the end of the day, we all know that the old man, Vince McMahon, he's a pervert. You know, he likes fart jokes and boogers and, you know. And he's admitted it. He's admitted it. So has many people that actually... That, that actually have said these this kind of stuff in interviews. We're not talking about debatable facts. These aren't allegations. This is true. And it floors me. It floors me because I'm not – okay, let, let's look at a situation. I talked about this a little bit last week. I am curious to know your, spot, your, your take on this, Brian. You know, Mandy Rose. Look, <clears throat> Mandy Rose is not going to go down in history as, like, the greatest women's wrestler of all time. We know this. Mandy Rose has has made a lot of improvements over the course of the past few years and really did well in NXT, and I salute that. But she gets fired a few weeks ago for basically having naked pictures out there. She gets to, she gets these pictures, they go public, somebody leaks them. But it's it's not a fan that like sends them to Shawn Michaels. No, this we find out that it's actually the the superstar formerly known as Albert, the coach, Matt Bloom, stooges are out to Shawn Michaels. Hey, uh, hey, these, these pictures of Mandy are out there. By the way, that's not creepy at all. What the hell is he doing looking at those pictures? That's something better to do with your time there, buddy. Not to mention the fact that all of this is, is just happening in a post-Vince McMahon world. I don't believe in coincidence. Coincidence when it comes to wrestling, I just you can't anymore. That'd be like saying, you know, Eric Bischoff had nothing to do with the fall of WCW. No, no, no. That that's there is no such thing as coincidence. You can't just say that that you know one guy took part and another one didn't when you know damn well they're all there. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to eat that. Yeah. He he still he still cracks me up. I I think I sent the link to everybody in the chat where he's talking about Sting and Hogan in '97. It never ceases to amaze me how he denies culpability for fucking up one of the best storylines in wrestling at that time. Because Sting didn't have a tan, Brian. Because Sting wasn't ready for that shot. So they come up with this idea. Okay, we're going to do the fast count. Nick Patrick's going to do the fast count. And then Bret Hart's going to come to the ring. So they, they, they overbook the hell of it, the hell out of it, because they feel that we need to help the situation. We're still going to give the fans what they want, and ultimately they did. But because Sting's not ready, we need to do this. Well, Hogan pulls the infamous, that doesn't work for me, brother. Goes to Nick Patrick, tells Nick Patrick, uh, don't do a fast count. Just do a regular count. Bischoff backs him on it. And then later says in interviews, well, you know, Sting's head wasn't really in the game. He wasn't really ready to go. He was ready to go. You'd, you'd literally taken him out of the, the, the ball game for eight months. You finally start building towards this main event. You get him there, and Hogan gets nervous. Hogan gets cold feet. I don't want to put him over. That's what really happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hogan had creative. We all know yep. this. Yep. And that's what he did. He exercised it. Much like according to, I think, Eric, Eric says it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Huh? Brock Lesnar has yep. creative. The best thing you'll ever hear, and I'm not always a big Conrad Thompson fan, but the best thing you'll ever hear on 83 Weeks is Conrad Thompson going absolute batshit crazy on Eric Bischoff when Bischoff tries to claim that it wasn't his fault and that it was the right move. Well, and that's why... Quality content. That's why he had five years, and he's a footnote after that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's really what that uh, podcast should be called. Five years. <laughs> five years of history. Five, yeah, five years. Because literally, in five years, you wrecked one of the biggest wrestling institutions in the world. Not just America. In the world. You wrecked it in five years. Now, if it if it breaks while we're on the air, Brian, I will definitely uh, interrupt us and, and provide it. But there apparently is more news to come with uh, within the next few minutes. There is uh, Twitter's a buzz right now that maybe Stephanie's not the only departure. Oh, if I, I mean, it turns out Triple H is gone. Let me just say, I for one salute him for doing it. Listen, listen. You know I'm an AEW mark, right? Absolutely. I'm, I'll admit it. But if he, if Triple H truly comes out and says I'm gone, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm picking up the phone. And I'm saying, hey, I don't need you to come take over. I need you to come consult. I want the Triple H from NXT. I want that guy. And oh, by the way, 
why don't you call Regal up and say, hey, Regal, why don't you try and get out of that contract? And I'll bring, bring you bring back your over son with here. Yeah. <laughs> and you, your son and Triple H can run ROH the way you see fit. And if one day we're competing against each other, oh, well, we're just competing against each other. I think it's amazing to me how many people have forgotten just how much how much it, of a benefit it is right now that we have another company out there. Well, yeah, but no, no. You have to remember, though, we are in an age right now where there are fans that have never known a second company. Correct. That's, right, right now, people experiencing AEW are like, wow, what's this all about? Having something else to choose from. Well, yeah, but, that, but that's why there's such tribalism. Mm -hmm. Because there's people that have no clue what it's like to have a choice. Anybody that grew up in the 70s, 80s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 50s, whatever, 90s, they had a choice. Mm -hmm. You could flip the channel. Most of us watched everything. For folks listening over at C2CRadioShow.com, if you have an opportunity, feel free to put your thoughts in the chat room. Uh, we revamped it recently. Uh, the, the website now loads a little quick, little bit quicker for us, so we've got a nice new redesign. But uh, feel free to tell us your thoughts. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up at, at C2C Radio Show. Tell us what you think, because we're getting ready to start talking about potential suitors, and we're definitely going to talk about Wrestle Kingdom, Brian. I don't want you to feel like we're going to ignore that, but you know oh, this you has kind of overwhelmed the senses when it comes to what can happen. My dumbass stayed up all damn night to watch that thing, dude. I, I, you can ask, you can ask anybody, ask my wife. Cause she knows I tried to stay up. I was going to try to stay up and stream it. And I just, the more I thought about it, I was like, I, I, I don't think I can pull that off. Cause I had to work and I had to work at nine and I, I texted you when I, cause I, I watched the, I caught the tail end of the Mercedes stuff mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I was fading and I was fading fast and it wasn't cause the wrestling was bad. The wrestling was great. I just I was fading, man. It just that's a that's late for a good show. Yeah. Really late. Yeah. Well, y'all thought I was crazy a couple of years ago when I did it to watch Omega and uh, Okada, but hey, God, yeah, that was that was rough. Omega and Okada, though. yeah. So the million dollar question, you know, we're we're talking all this speculation, all these allegations, you know, Vince is back. We don't know what's going to happen next. It's logical to expect that he'll be in creative. And maybe this monster news that Brian Alvarez from The Observer is reporting is that, that Vince is going to be back in creative. We don't know yet. And as we find out, we'll, of course, share it. But the question is – go ahead. I thought they've already dropped that news, that he was back in creative. No. That's just – it has strictly been rumor up until, um, I guess, it gets reported – by them. The the press release was that he was is officially now the executive chairman of the board of directors. No, no, yeah, but I I think I think it did come out today that he was back in creative. I'm the almost positive I've Let's see here. This is this is from our friends over at wrestlingheadlines.com, January 10th. 
what time did this get posted? Ah, it doesn't show the time. But anyway, to come from today, <clears throat> where directors unanimously elected Vince McMahon executive chairman of the board. Stephanie McMahon has resigned from her role as chairwoman and co-CEO. Nick Khan will serve as WWE CEO. By the way, mentioning Nick Khan, if in fact WWE gets sold, the money that Nick Khan makes off of that deal is more than AEW's television rights currently. Well, it didn't shock me. That's crazy, crazy money, man. But that's what Nick Khan's job is, is to make a sale happen. That's what he does. The first thing that we heard about when Nick Khan started with WWE back in 19 was the changes they were looking to make to get the company ready for sale, to make it attractive for purchase. Because that's just who Nick Khan is. He is a guy that gets deals done. Never mind the fact that he, you know, sacrificed a lot of the budget cuts. Ha, ha, ha. Um, you know, by firing a shit ton of talent. Well, yeah, but I... I mean, listen, Vince is Vince is more culpable in that than Nick Khan. Nick Khan is just the scapegoat. My thought process is there, too. I mean, I think, you know, Nick Khan pulls up a, a profit and loss statement and goes, damn, we're paying out how much in wages? And Vince goes, yeah, we got to let these guys go. And suddenly Vince goes through a list and crosses them off. Nick Khan doesn't know who these people are. I don't care what he says. Yeah, I, I know he's told people that he's a big WWE fan. Yeah, bullshit, dude. You've been representing people in Hollywood for years, but suddenly you're a WWE fan and Mark. No, you're not. Don't lie. Whatever. You know, he claimed he was a big fan. He grew up watching. I doubt that. I doubt that it completely. Because if you're a fan and you start looking through all these contracts of people you're going to release, you're not going to let go of... Well, let's put it this way. You're not going to let go of Bray Wyatt when you still keep a person like Nia Jax. And for the record, that's how that went down, because Nia Jax uh, quit. Well, yeah, but uh, so let's not forget, though, and again, this is no slight to anybody. This is no nothing. Let's not forget who Nia Jax's family is. Very that's true. what keeps her on the roster. Very true. Right. Again, you know, that's what keeps her on the roster. Much as I enjoyed his in-ring work, you don't keep a guy like Matt Riddle, who has multiple allegations of sexual misconduct outside of the ring. Again, I stress the word allegations. There's no court case or criminal finding just yet. But all of that, you keep him, but you fire Keith Lee. If I had to choose between the two, I'm keeping Keith Lee. There's just more money to be made off Keith Lee. And I certainly am not going to tell Keith Lee to go the hell back to training. Where the hell does that even come from? I know this is old news, folks. I know we've talked about it a lot, but these are the things that run through my head when I start seeing Vince McMahon's back. Good Lord. It's bad enough. I mean, Brian, you brought up the tribalism of, of today's fan. And you're absolutely right, dude. The tribalism is nuts. I, I can't tell you how many times in a week I want to – and Sonny probably knows I talk about this. I'm sure he assumes it. I talk about – I'm going to boot this dude out because he's such a know-it-all. He's a passionate fan. You know, he has his beliefs. I don't always agree with him, but at least he will have an honest discussion with us. You go on Twitter, Facebook. Facebook's even worse. I don't know if you still see the comments, but good Lord. People will, like, talk about, like, Seamus as if he's he's the second coming and forget that 
We've got, um, you know, we've got wrestlers like Kenny Omega out there, you know, burning it up. I, okay. Like, like who you like, but come on, man. Not everybody has to like WWE. Not everybody has to like AEW. Hell, not everybody has to like the territory days. We can be in the middle and enjoy what we enjoy. You, you can't. Not today's fan. I'm telling you. Now, 10 years down the line, when today's fan that are watching both grow up a little bit, we can have the conversation. But again, you're dealing with a group of fans that know nothing in America but the WWE. Yeah, that's true. Because WWE did have, and they don't need more, but they did have a pretty good stranglehold for almost 30 years on the business. Yeah, as soon as they bought w, or WCW and it turned into one company, or one major company, I mean, because you had Impact, but once Dixie took Impact, she shot herself in the foot because it never should have let, I mean, it should have stayed Jeff Jarrett. No offense, but, I mean, Impact under Jarrett was pretty decent. Yeah, the 2003 to 2006 run of TNA was pretty top-notch before Dixie Carter got her hands in there. Um, yeah, I mean, let's not forget that at one time, Jarrett assembled the best roster in the state. Samoa Joe... AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, it goes on and on and on. That was Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. So that wasn't Dixie, that wasn't Vince, that was Jeff Jarrett that assembled that. I mean, I'm I'm not a Jeff Jarrett guy. I, I never will be. I think he's a carny, and I think he's a bit of an asshole for what he did to Kurt Angle. I don't care what he claims. I heard his little rant on his podcast where he says that, oh, you know, Kurt and Karen were separated for over a year, living separate. Bro, <laughs> bro code. Okay, you you guys are working in the uh, company and you're 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 sleeping with his wife. Come on. Uh, uh, but <laughs> but now, before you dive too far into this, okay, she has made her own allegations that don't paint Angle out to be a sweetheart. Hey. So true, true. No angels in this situation. I'll give you that. But I don't think anybody's ever said anything about her. So uh, I not, not true. But that again, all of those are speculatory and allegations at best. But that's this is that's one we should probably. <laughs> I don't know. Probably man. move away from. I understand. I understand. But at the same time, I, nothing in wrestling is coincidental anymore. Nothing. I, I, you know what, what it was that finally did that to me, is is when they did the Bret Hart documentary, and Scott Hall looks dead in the camera and goes, "You can't tell me that wasn't a work." If Scott Hall of all people can say that in the middle of a documentary, I'm like, yeah, it's all a work. I'm so screwed. All these things that I thought were great, you know, <laughs> devastating shoots. Nope, they weren't. I don't know, man. You're probably right. We should probably stay away from it. Might as well move on. Yeah, because how does it? I mean, the other. I don't think any of them may, you know, were innocent there. But I mean, there's a lot of baggage in that one to unpack, and I'm 
I'm not up for unpacking that one. The thing is, though, it, when it, if we if we keep it on the Jarrett side of things, um, you know Vince Russo claims that Jarrett's full of shit. Now, again, we're not fans of Russo either, but at the same time, when Russo starts going, uh, I'm sorry, he's lying. Okay, now we know something really stinks. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, this makes you wonder what. <laughs> well, yeah, but... <clears throat> I mean, Russo's another one that, you know, sometimes he may say things just to try yeah. and stay relevant. That's true. He likes to keep people... Much like Bischoff. Bischoff yeah, will say like shit Bischoff. like that to, to keep his name out there. Yeah, much like Bischoff. <laughs> I, they would never happen, but I would love to be able to do like a, a panel, like a roundtable discussion. Have Russo, Bischoff, Cornette, Jarrett, all of the workers of the business. Not the not the promoters, the workers. You know what I mean? The guys that are constantly trying to pass something off. And just let them go. And just listen to them go at it. Because you know Cornette would light into all of them. Well, a good, yeah, but a good two hours before he finally, you know, gives up the floor. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need Jarrett. I think Bischoff, Russo, and Cornette would be that would oh, be God. enough for like great TV. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm not talking that safe bullshit that table for three. No, I'm talking uncensored, raw. Give them four hours if you have to. Roundtable discussion. <laughs> you know what? How, just just for kicks, Brian, let's get Mark Madden to moderate it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that we can we don't have to put a time limit on it. You can just <laughs> let them go. And the only rule is you cannot touch the other one. Right. No physical altercation <laughs> allowed. Oh, and, and leave, leave your families out of it. No, 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 no. Because that, that's not going to happen. Like. They're they're not gonna leave families out of this. I want to be a fly on the wall when someone tries to call Cornette out, <laughs> and then Cornette fires back. Well, wait a minute, was it was it Eric ha- having his wife sleep with the talent? And then you get to because that's where the Jarrett's get involved. And then you get you get Russo, who's a born again Christian, going, "This is horrible. I would never do such a thing." When everybody knows that Russo was you know snorting coke in the back with everybody else. I mean, it's just there's insanity. There would be so much craziness. I don't know. It's a damn shame. I love wrestling, but it, it drives me nuts. I guess that's why I love it, though. What business could you, what could you be a fan of nowadays that'll drive you this nuts? Outside of football, because I think we all know that professional football can drive you insane. Mm, I don't even think football drives you insane. Football's just asinine. No, Carolina breaks my heart every year. That's true. They don't drive me insane, but they do break my heart. Yeah. Wait, there will come a time, bro. They'll yeah. change the name, and you'll be like, uh, "I'm not, I'm not a fan of that team. I'm a fan of this team." And right, this right. team's no longer around. So, I, I am thinking though, I should probably uh, just go in and bite the bullet and become a Jaguars fan. Hey, they're in the playoffs. Hey, hey, hey. When we're talking about football, though, we have to mention that this season I was the champion of my fantasy football league. 
<laughs> I beat out such hard-pressed competitors. I beat Rob. I beat my dad. I beat my brother, Chris. My nephew. Brian, I even beat my wife. No, 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 no. Not like that. I mean, I defeated her in a game. I don't beat my wife. Don't go too far. But I am the champion. I, I even told my wife to acknowledge me, which she refuses to. <laughs> acknowledge me. <laughs> She got mad because, unfortunately, the first week of the playoffs happened with uh, DeMar Hamlin's injury, right? right? So the Buffalo game throws everything cattywampus for anybody who's got Buffalo or Cincinnati on their roster. Um, and I even offered to spot her the points that he was projected because she had uh, a mixin on her team. So I said, okay, well, I'll tell you what. I said, you know, I don't know how to change the points in the league. I said, but between you and me, since it was her and I in the finals – if you're within those points, you win because I'll spot you those points. Because there wasn't anything they could do. They, they didn't make an adjustment in points or anything. They just said, well, the game's canceled. Nobody got points for it. Kind of a shitty thing to do. So I said, look, nobody's going to know but you and me anyway. I said, so if you get within the points he was projected, you win. I'll concede. <laughs> But that didn't happen that way. I still won. I still dominated. I overcame such horrible things. And, and hey, I'm glad to hear that Hamlin's doing better, by the way. Um, yeah. Damn shame. Anyway, no more football. <clears throat> I, you know, that I, I, I wish uh, Snyder would take a cue from McMahon, though, and Hurry up and sell this stupid team. Yeah, but I mean, like, who who are the potential suitors for the Commanders? Is it? I know Bezos was interested at one time, but I don't think uh, he is anymore. Like, no, I I think they're still the same ones are still interested. Um, so you're talking Bezos group? Yeah. Um, there are several others. <clears throat> I mean, you would have people from other countries that have the money to spring for something like that. You probably have one or two groups that pop up that you never even saw coming. That would be interesting. So, I mean, this is, this is at one time, a very prominent organization mm-hmm. with a very loyal fan base. So it's not like you, you're going to have to start from scratch and a rich history. Yeah. That if you know what you're doing, you can do something with it. Mm-hmm. So. Well, is a perfect example of, of, you know, keeping in, comparing him to, to McMahon, of being his own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, his ego got too much and he couldn't, couldn't make sense of what he wanted to do. Well, I, I just... He didn't know football to begin with. Yeah. So. But we talk about potential suitors for, uh, you know, for the commanders. What about potential suitors for WWE? There's some interesting ones. Some not so much. Some we kind of figured, oh, that makes sense. They, they would, of course, want to get involved. But potential suitors can actually include Warner Discovery. That's right, the company that uh, also televises AEW. 
There's, Where did you hear that one? That oh, one has been on the uh, on the rumors since before AEW was a thing. Well, yeah, but I I don't know if they buy it now. That now that you own one at a much cheaper price, it's easier to invest money in that than forking out the well probably twelve billion or whatever it would cost. There is conversation that the Khan family might actually be a potential suitor. Oh no! See, that's interesting. Now that, <laughs> that would that would be funny. That would that be is funny. Pure speculation, but yes, the possibility of seeing Tony Khan say oh, Monday uh, night Triple H, <laughs> maybe Triple H, your name is gonna be Triple F I R E. You know, I don't know. I mean, he could do something like that. No, you know, he would do the exact same thing Vince Vince did. It would send Shane down there. <laughs> you could, you could, you could see Khan do it. You know, you sent me down here to buy the company, Dad. <laughs> the contract says Khan, but it doesn't say Shad Khan. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Disney, of course, has been the rumored uh, suitor. Um, that's been a possible suitor for quite a while. Um, there is, of course, uh, Endeavor, which uh, might be willing to help WWE go back to being privately held. That's actually been a strong rumor ever since WWE went public in the first place, that they could always go back to being a privately held company. My other thought is if they do go back to being privately held, then the company would maybe last another 10 years and would be gone. Somebody would scoop up the library after that. Um... And then, of course, the the family in Saudi Arabia could apparently, apparently, they are the ones that are in the lead as far as the head conversation for buying WWE. And from FIFO.com, holy crap. Okay. Hey, guys, one of the hot rumors is that Saudi buyers are interested in WWE. I've gained no actual information thus far to indicate this actually happening outside of a few vague hinting messages from people outside WWE. WWE contacts claim to not know what the hints were about. Let me reiterate, this is one of the things I've been told all the vague tweeting is about and haven't been given any real indication of it happening. I'm asking. Oh, I'm always asking, and I promise you don't have to DM. I'm always asking. So Sean Ross Sapp of FiveFoot.com, he's getting you know hammered with these DMs. The thing is, WWE is still a viable television product. It has a value. I mean, it's it's up to eighty nine dollars a share versus the uh, what was it sixty three dollars last week? <clears throat> Sorry. No, it's it's okay. Brian, I mean, what do you uh, what do you think? I mean, who who buys WWE? And yeah, I mean, it would be cool if the Khan family did it, but let's be real. Who buys them, and what do you do with it? Well, the problem is uh, the second part of that. It's not so much who buys it; mm-hmm. it's what do you do with it. Because, you know, we've all seen what happens to wrestling companies when people that don't know what the hell they're doing get get involved. Maybe on its face, Disney looks like the best option. But I think this is an animal that Disney should stay away from. 
because unlike Marvel, you're not really going to be able to do to the WWE what you've done to Marvel. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Um, you know, you're not going to be able to change skin color. You're not going to be able to change origins. You're not going to be able to change sexuality. You're not going to be able to do that with the WWE. Yeah. I mean, literally, Marvel has just uh, taken a mutant who only came around in the last couple of years and given him the power of Wolverine and be like, no, I was Wolverine before Wolverine was Wolverine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they're retrofitting a new Wolverine by saying this this mutant who was only created, you know, again, a couple of years ago, his abilities are just like Wolverine's, but he had them first. And Wolverine supposedly is 100-plus years old or whatever. You're not going to be able to do that to Roman Reigns or, you know what I'm saying? There are times you're going to have to get risque or you're going to have to show blood or, you know, whatever Disney may or may not want. You don't have to do it. I mean, I I can't. Okay, we we've talked a lot, especially since you know AEW began, about a world without WWE, right? Is it possible? Of course, it's possible. Anything's possible. What would it look like, and how? And the reality is, okay, we talked about some of the potential buy. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com buyers most of those potential buyers have a, a, a content content distribution plan disney is obvious warner discovery is obvious oh, um, don't forget peacock i think Peacock's peacock as well least. yeah abc universal yeah. you're right obviously they have a content delivery system in place um the fact of the saudis wanting to do that and and before anyone asks i don't know the name of that family so i'm not trying to be rude or racist or whatever i just don't know their name but if they end up being the the buyers of wwe what exactly are they you have tv rights that are out there right now but they're coming up for negotiation very soon you've got to have some kind of credibility for them to say yeah we'll give you what did fox do a billion dollars you know what i mean like you're not just going to arbitrarily get credibility because you bought a company it's going to go some but it's not going to carry you 
I mean, again, that, and again, this is no, no offense to nobody, but the question I would have if a private entity got it, mm-hmm. right? And perhaps <clears throat> that's the best way to word it. Yeah. Would be what are your plans long term? Mm-hmm. Right? Because again, uh, USA and Fox, you know, would have the ability here soon not to renew. Yeah. And I, my money would be that without Vince truly at the helm, you're probably not getting renewals. Well, I mean, much like Warner Discovery is happy with what AEW is doing over on TNT and TBS, because they are a top draw for both networks. Uh, USA, you know, NBC Universal, they're happy. They've been happy. They're not gonna, uh, whoa. No, Fox no. is the one that's really not happy. But – just because a company says they're happy mm-hmm. or you have rumors that they're happy, that doesn't mean they're happy. Sure. Sure. I mean, was it SmackDown at one time on USA? Uh, yeah. Yeah. SmackDown was on USA for a little while. So then you kind of hit me in the pockets when you moved it to a competitor, didn't you? Hmm. You're 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 not really throwing USA any fish there. You know, you know, you're not throwing them bones. You kind of hit them in the pocket, and now there's a chance you're going to hit them in the pocket even worse because you're banking on the fact that again, if they sell the next time they come to the table, that the person you're dealing with is going to be somebody you can deal with. I got to say that if some private entity, if certain private entities were to become the owner of WWE, I would have to honestly consider just not watching it anymore. I have a strong just personal aversion to to wanting to see some some groups buy it cuz I know where that money's coming from or at least we we're fairly certain where it's coming from depending on the news you you read. Um and I just don't know that I'd feel comfortable with that. I feel comfortable knowing that Tony Khan's providing a product that is on the level. It's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. But I would feel pretty comfortable saying, you know what? <laughs> Much as I love Cody and, and, and a lot of different talents in WWE, I, I just couldn't do it, man. I, I know that sounds weird, like maybe even a little bit bobbleheaded, and, and I'm willing to take that, I guess. But I just – I don't know. I can't get behind a company that is just willing to do that, especially because – you know, if when Vince was in charge, knowing what we knew, we knew he was an egomaniac, and we knew that he was maybe borderline crazy. <laughs> you know, and we say that in kind of a comical way sometimes. But we never really questioned as to whether or not he was where he was getting his money. But we didn't have reason to question it. Now we have reason to question now we have reason to question what he does is appropriate. Now we have, re- you know what I mean? Like it, the deeper this goes, the bigger this rabbit hole goes. I'm just like, ah, man, makes me want to just pull back further and further. Uh, yeah, but so I don't care, honestly, like who has a shot at this 
you know, uh, lottery or whatever you want to call it. I mean, personally, I think he should uh, pull Willy Wonka. And, you know, if you get a golden ticket, you know, know, you go to Stanford and, you know, see if you can run the gauntlet or whatever. But the catch (coughs) is you have to buy the uh, NXT cards. (laughs) Well, I mean, I've already got that part already done. Um, I got a golden ticket. But. I, again, it's, it's not who owns it. It's what, to me, it's what they're going to do with it. Right. Because again, just because you sell, that doesn't mean that you're going to get Fox and USA to tag along after this current contract is up. Well, and that's the thing. Like I was thinking about it, you know, and, and you make a good point, you know, my biggest argument with and it's not just Sonny that has this conversation with me it's a lot of different people is that hey if warner discovery is unhappy they'd have said something by now but the reality is perhaps they're just saving face and saying you know what we're under contract for another two years let's get to the renegotiating table and then find what we're going to do so maybe they're just protecting themselves so they could be unhappy fox could be unhappy usa's un- could be unhappy we actually i think there's actually comments out of there that the fox has actually said they were unhappy um, but at the end of the day, even if it's Tony Khan that buys it, that doesn't mean that the network's going to say, yep, we'll go and we'll, we'll pay for TV deals. There's no guarantee. You've got to be able to find a reason to, to support that product. And, and unless you're somebody they could rely on, someone they could believe that is actually, um, you know, worth the time and the effort. I just can't see them doing that. Well, I, I'm, I'm almost curious too how the TV deals would shake out to begin with. Right? So, like, are there maybe clauses that if, you know, you as in the entity of Vince McMahon don't own it, then we're not, you know, the, the contracts are null and void. Right. Or if we're, if you sell it and we're unhappy, then we back out of the, we get, you know, there's an out clause because we don't know these contracts. And this, the rumor has been going around for some time, you know, and I mean, for some time that they're looking to, to sell. And it's quite possible that those things are in these contracts. Yeah. I think that's what blows my mind the most about it is when I think about it, it's all of these different people that could potentially be buying the company and all of that. But this has been a rumor for years. that they, I mean, there was a strong rumor that Disney was going to do it, and that was, what, 18? That we heard about that the first time? I don't remember, but I know there's been a rumor for a long time. And again, I don't, I really don't care who does it. I just want to know what you're going to do with it. Right. And, you know, again, you know, I can only venture what Disney might would do with it. Not knowing for sure, but the fact that, you know, this is weekly episodic. TV, 
And while they may hit on certain aspects of Marvel or Star Wars, there's a lot of misses, too, or a lot of whiffs. Mm-hmm. So you know they're not going to do the right thing and keep wrestling people in there. They're going to want to put their own people in there thinking they can come up with this stuff. They may get it right, but chances are they're going to get it wrong because they're going to have people that don't know the business trying to write the business. Mm -hmm. And that's what scares me. I mean, even even the, the family out of Saudi Arabia, great. Buy it. If you got the money, buy it. But what are you going to do with it? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care, you know, other than what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Are you going to take it back overseas? Are you going to create the, you know, leave the company here? Are you going to, you know, make sure that it stays on TV over here? What what are you going to do? You know, those are the things that that worry me. Because even, even companies here, again, if Paramount or Peacock or whatever it is, get it. Chances are it's coming off of Fox. I forget who owns USA. Who owns USA? Uh, NBC Universal does. <clears throat> All right. Who owns Peacock? NBC. Okay. All right. So it would stay on USA, but it's coming off of Fox. If Warner Discovery were to get it, it's coming off of both of them, Fox and USA. It's going to be the flagship you know, on whatever channel they, TNT or TBS, which will be funny as hell. Oh, my gosh. That would be crazy. But but you know what I'm saying? It's like, what are you going to It's not as simple uh, uh, to me as, oh, I'm going to sell. Mm-hmm. There's all types of crazy crap that going into this that that's what bothers me. It's not, again, who's... Who's going to get it? It's, is it the right fit? Do they know what they're doing? And how hard is it going to be to watch the program? Well, and, and the interesting points would be, so let's let's say it goes the direction of going private. I firmly believe that if they go private again, that just because you go private doesn't mean that's going to solve all your problems. You've still got glaring issues you've got to solve. And if you decide to take it off of the stock exchange and all of that, you take it back to private, you're just proving that you're going to put yourself right back in the situation you were in before you did so. And if you don't solve your problems, your door is closed. You have no help. Wait, you're talking about but Vince keeping the company? Right. Listen. Because if Vince's, if Vince's investigations happen federally the way they're talking about – yeah, you're done. Your door's closed. Yeah. At least with a well, publicly traded company, you have the opportunity to see your legacy live on after you're gone. Yeah, but I, I mean, he, he still has. I mean, he can turn around and sell it to Stephanie. 
You know what I'm saying? Once again, stays in the family and all that good stuff. But there are options as a private company that he wouldn't have to even fool with in a public company. You see what I'm saying? So taking it private is smart. And it's not going to hurt. It's not going to affect the bottom line for him. He's just not going to have to worry about anybody else. Any deal he's made publicly is not going to change. Mm-hmm. His TV is not going to change. It's just, it's going to protect him against the board. And, you know, the, the, you know, what do they call the people that own stocks? Um, you know, the, the, the stockholders, that's who is going to protect him against because he won't have to fool with them. It's, it's going to be amazing no matter what happens, but if, if in fact they go private, which I understand some of the desire to do so, I just don't think it will happen. It won't happen in time. I think at this point it's too late to do that. So you've got to be so super careful with how you go about doing so. And you better make sure, and I mean absolutely sure, that that's where you want to go. Because once you close that door, I don't know if you can possibly take a company from public to private and back again. Can you do that? He doesn't. He doesn't need to. He can go private, and it's not. Again, it, it's not going to affect him, one way or the other. He's still going to make the billions of dollars from Fox. He's going to make the money from USA. He's going to make the money from the Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Being public ain't going to do anything for him, one way or the other. Again, other than the fact that. He doesn't have to listen to a board, and he ain't got to listen to everybody whining about stocks. Right. And that's it. That's that's literally he's he's at that point where that's what's going to happen. It didn't. I'm telling you, it, it's if he goes private, it's not going to it's not going to hurt him one way or the other. Because again, he's a He's made, he's made his money. He's got his contracts, and they're going to stay in place. What is this? Shane in the chat posts a tweet from Trevor Dame. Vince McMahon has finally achieved in life what he once wanted to do in a storyline. He fucked his Jesus. Okay, guys, we're just going. We're going to go ahead and. And go over, over the top, huh? We're just going to go ahead and do that. Good Lord. (laughs) He did, in fact, want to have a storyline that he slept with his daughter, though. That is actually true. (laughs) Disgusting, but true. Man, oh man. So the rumors right now are flowing. They're all over the place. Anywhere from Triple H is next to go, which truly wouldn't surprise me to frontofficesports.com website apparently reporting that uh, there's going to be a a Saudi investment fund put together to take the company back to private. Um, I've seen multiple times 
over the course of months, not just this past week, about Disney possibly being the buyer. Um, and ultimately, it all comes back to, just like you said, who who's going to be in charge and how will you deliver the product? Because once all of that other stuff is done, once it all shakes out, you've still got to negotiate TV deals. You've still got to show that you can run this product and earn money. Well, again, I, I think the one of the reasons Vince comes back is because of the TV deals mm-hmm. to make sure they're in place for the sale. Right. And I would not be shocked at all if it's not the Saudi, the, the private entity that walks away with this. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Um, because again, they, their money is going to be, their pockets are probably just as deep as anybody else's. If not deeper, you know, depending on, uh, who it is. And, you know, at least that, that would make more sense too on the fact that, oh yeah, I'm going to make sure that the TV deals are in place. What? Do you think would happen with because you know that right now for pay-per-views and events, there's contracts in place for all of these different events. If a company gets bought, what happens with those contracts? How does that work? Nah, I could only speculate, but you know, again, part of it probably boils down to what's in the original contract. Right. And my contract is with you know, Vince McMahon and, you know, this, this, and this, and Vince McMahon is no longer there. Well, then does that void the contract? Can I get out of the contract? Can I? Yeah. I mean, you are, know, you, are you legally obligated to abide by that since that person who signed you to that is no longer there? Well, I mean, that's, that's way above my head, but yeah. um, that's the type of things that you got to, you got to deal with. And again, Vince is, you know, one of the things he said was he wants to make sure that certain things were in place. Well, why do you have to make sure certain things are in place? Because chances are they wouldn't be in place if he just out and out sold it. And I think this is going to happen a lot faster than what people expect. Well, I mean, I don't know if it'll if it'll break while we're live tonight, but uh, if it does, of course we'll we'll interrupt. But there's still a, a a large buzz. I've I've had Twitter pulled up for about I don't know about an hour, and there's still a large buzz about some large news breaking. I mean, we honestly could find out that there's been a sale before WrestleMania. You know what I mean? And, and how does that affect WrestleMania? How does that affect the Royal Rumble? Christ, the Royal Rumble was in two weeks. Yeah, he he's not worried about all that. I mean, I want you to think what this. I want you to give me a ballpark number. Like, let's put this in perspective. Forget who buys it. You give me a ballpark number on what you think this is going to fetch. <clears throat> oh man. I mean, you figure if you buy the company. Until the renegotiation happens, you're inheriting the TV deals and any signed contracts. Let's just say that carries. Because, again, we, we kind of speculated that a few minutes ago. 
But if that carries, then, <laughs> dude, that's that's over a billion. That could be like four or five billion dollars. Oh my God! Are you, are you, I mean, it's mad money. It's insane money. Yeah, yeah, but you are probably way off the mark. Not enough, or too much. N- not enough. I would say nothing short of fifteen to twenty. You might be right. I mean, honestly, I I can't fathom it being anything less. I definitely can't that. I mean, when you look at all of these different possibilities, I mean, any number of those companies, even especially like if it's NBC Universal or Warner Discovery, yeah, that's that's a multi-billion dollar deal. I, I, I mean, I want you to think about this, right? So let's say he doesn't go public or private, mm-hmm. right? So it's a publicly traded company. What would you say it's 89 a share right now or something? Yeah, let me pull that up right now. WWE stock. Give me one second. $90.24. Up 2.73% today. All right. So $90. It's a company of $90 a share. Right? It's fast approaching the point that the common man ain't getting it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and actually, I probably should have bought it when it when it first came out. You kind of kicked myself. Um, oh man, I can't tell you how many times I've looked at it. I, I have an E Trade account, and I would have if I'd have known that it was going to do this. Because I mean, yeah. this is let's see, sixty sixty two forty seven dollars. And 71 cents was its low. And I want to say that was at 19. If we had bought it at $47 and just sold it now, that's a mm. shit ton of money, depending on yeah, how many shares you get. Yeah, you're doubling your money almost. Right. Yeah. And, but, but again, I want you to think about this. And this is why I'm saying 15 to 20. Right? So let's look at TV deals. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's look at the Saudi Arabia deal. Let's look at merchandising alone. Oh yeah, Let's, the, the Mattel deal. Yeah. Oh, so you got shit. Yeah. You got Mattel. Yep. You got 2K. You got any number of clothes rights. Funko. Yeah. I, I mean, those deals. And I don't know what they are, but I bet you they're probably a lot. You know, let's not forget sports cards, um, you know, all types of, you know, calendars, books, you know, the whole the whole kit and caboodle there. Um, let's not forget the film library, mm-hmm. which to me would be the most important thing to get. Well, because it's such a vast library. I mean, a yes. vast library. We're not talking about one company. We're talking about an entire era worth of history in a business, in an industry. So you yes. almost could call it the industry's library. Good God. A <laughs> uh, Hall of Fame, uh, buildings. Um, I, I mean, goes Jets. all... Buses, yeah. trucks. Yeah. yeah, equipment. Yep. 
I mean, that's what I'm saying. 15 to 20 is probably small. I think that if if it does, in fact, happen, you know, Endeavor is the company that that helped Dana White acquire UFC. Endeavor has been apparently at the head of making all of this happens happen. If in fact they decide, okay, we're we're going to work with Fun Office Sports, we're going to take the company private, we're going to do all of this. That is insane. Not to mention, I mean, when you look at the dollars and cents behind this, if all you have to do is just keep things moving even for a year. I mean, think about it. Just a year. And then sell it again. Or close up shop. And sell everything, all your assets. Um, you're walking away three times richer than you were when you started. Because it, it's going to increase in value. Especially if the product gets even more endangered. Let's think about that. The value of WCW, the reason it tanked so badly was because there was only but so many suitors. And their TV deal was up. WWE is not up yet. They have still a, a billion-dollar deal with Fox and a, however much with the M- NBC Universal. Now in 24, when they start to renegotiate, if things are moving even at the same or in the even keel, and they're still drawing pay-per-view buys... Well, they're not going to go under what their next, what their most real recent deal was, unless they really just shit the bed. I guess it's possible. I mean, I won't, I won't ever say it's impossible, but I'm just looking at it all and just kind of thinking about it. Kind of blows your mind just how much can really happen if, if in fact they make these changes. But the question still comes back to the, the basics of what you said: who runs it, and how does it run? How does it go? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's ultimately, uh, for me, the the million-dollar question, or billion-dollar question, I guess, in this case. And uh, talent alike is not wanting to keep quiet about it. Ronda Rousey says, obviously, WWE is in flux following Vince McMahon's return. You don't say, Ronda. Good call. <laughs> yeah. What a genius. No shit. <laughs> oh man. So we got we got uh, thirty minutes here in our program, and um, I want to make sure that we dedicate some time to Wrestle Kingdom um, one because you invested the time to to watch it and to enjoy it, but I also wanted to talk about some of the potential implications of what can happen next, as Dynamite tomorrow could be a major part, but uh, this stretches considerably past that we could be looking at at june where we go to the next forbidden door show so brian no why don't i just leave it to you tell us about wrestle kingdom highs lows give us your thoughts well i don't i don't know why you're doing this like it's two weeks ago two o'clock in the morning i'll be darned if i can remember anything but omega and <laughs> okay <laughs> and well, that's, but that's okay because here the reason and, i ask well, you that is and because Monet. and Monet. Monet, yeah. The things that hop off the page is what ultimately we're talking about, right? Look, nobody is. No offense to anybody in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but I don't think anybody is talking about the 2023 New Japan Rambo. 
Yeah, sure, it was fun. It, you know, there were some cool entries and all of that. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody's losing sleep over that. People tuned in for what? Omega and Osprey. Mercedes Monet. FTR against Goto and Hashi. You know what I mean? Like, people are tuning in for that. That's that's what I'm figuring. So, okay, first and foremost, you got a chance. You watched the six-man tag with uh, Keiji Muto, also known as the Great Muta. What was it like to watch Muta basically closing up what has been a, a stellar career? Mm, well, I guess what's what's interesting is that um, not so much that he's closing it out because you kind of know what's going to happen, right? Doesn't take a genius yeah, right, to know, right. you know, know the ending there. But <clears throat> it's that, you know, back when he first hit, NWA, WCW, whatever, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that it was, you know, it was, it was, I guess, so different because, you know, he was clearly from, uh, you know, a Japanese star that happened to come over here and actually uh, uh, make the transition. Mm-hmm. Um. That you kind of respected him, and you you made sure that when his match was on, you paid attention because you never really knew how what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, he had that element of uh, surprise to it. Um, and then the matches him and Sting put on, him and Flair, you know, him and anybody. Um, but to see it slowly come to an end, uh, you know, at least he can go out on his own terms. And on his own two feet. Granted, it looks like it hurts when he's walking. He looks like he's yeah. in pain. But, um, you know, I, I have nothing but respect for him. At a time where ethnic gimmicks were all the rage in the 80s and 90s, the great Muda's captivated audiences and made people really pay attention. And it's the reason that any change that took place to the gimmick was done because he wanted it to do, not the other way around. So that's it's it's mm. it would be even more difficult to say that, you know, he passed away before he was really able to retire on his own terms. So I am so glad that he's getting to do this while he's still able to do it, able to be healthy and all of that. Well, uh, I, I guess I guess the other thing too is it's it's great to know that again you have a international superstar mm-hmm. who is as respected today as he was in his prime. Yeah, very true. I mean, to the point that he's uh, his next match in is it Noah? Yep, is, January twenty third. Uh, Muda, Sting, and Darby Allen mm-hmm. in a six-man. And I don't remember their opponents. You have to forgive me, but um, but yeah, people people are still going to come to the arena for Muda. Very few people are, you know, have that uh, left that type of mark. Yeah. Well, and it's it's. Um... It's a testament to his hard work and to how much people respect 
Muda. Um, to look at all of the work he's done and the efforts he's put in as far as making changes to different things, making innovations to different companies. I mean, hey, that's what he did. That's all of the stuff that he's done along the way. So it's it's awesome to see. Like, I, I can't say it enough. It's, it's awesome to see him do it on his own terms. Oh, let's take a look here. Just scrolling through results. Okay, so... Obviously, we're going to talk about Omega and Osprey, but before we do, why don't you give me your insight? Did Mercedes Monet, when she did her debut, did she botch it? I mean, is the internet right that that is, this didn't go well, or are they just way overreacting? I mean, tell tell the story here. What do you think? I mean, I, I really hate when you. I would. I may not have a story. You have the story. What's your story? Did she botch it? I mean, I watched I watched the segment. I was able to finally watch the segment and kind of go through it. From what I can see, the the finish she has is new. So she puts her up like um, kind of like uh, Ty Conti's finish, only she's trying to turn it into a DDT. Doesn't really happen that way. She picks her up into the to the gory bomb or the chicken wing, and then she turns her for that to go with the DDT. Um, Kyrie drops before she can hit the DDT move, and Sasha just, or excuse me, Mercedes just ends up falling with it. It's poorly timed, I guess, but I don't know. Call it a botch. Call it what you want. From what I could hear, the crowd reaction was pretty solid and on point, and they knew exactly who she was. There wasn't like a you could hear a pin drop moment there. This was, I thought, I thought the actual debut went well. But maybe I'm just maybe I'm just a, a Sasha Banks stan. I don't know. What the hell? Well, I don't think you can use that name no more. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's it's Mercedes Monet. My bad. Excuse me, Ms. Monet. Monet, whatever. Uh, I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I made a comment other than the fact I wanted to see it. Yeah. Um. It's. It was kind of interesting that to me, I don't know how well she made the transition. Because to me, it was almost like the crowd was flat compared to what it should have been. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think you got. To, I mean, you're talking. I mean, it's not a reaction like you would get over here in the states. That's for sure. If you go back and watch it, I don't think it was. That that I'll agree with. Yeah. I mean, I, it, for me, they knew who she was. They were loud enough to the point where I would consider it a, a success. But I would agree with you. Yeah, it wasn't exactly what you would have gotten, like what we might see when possibly she debuts in Los Angeles tomorrow. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I know. But, but that just tells me that they're, part of that crowd probably has no clue who she is. Right. And that's, you know, that's to be expected. I don't know how well the WWE gets viewed over there, but we know there, you know, while there are countries that some shows are on, there are other countries shows are on. Um, as far as um, a botch, I don't know, maybe I'm tired. I didn't pay no attention to it. 
Um, I don't, I don't fine tooth everything. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, I, I, you know, again, she, her, she was the the rumor of her being there was enough for me to. Well, it wasn't the only reason, but it was one of the reasons that I plunked down the seven ninety nine. Ooh, such an expensive event. Sheesh. Or not nine hundred ninety nine yen for uh, <laughs> New Japan World. Well worth the money. Well worth it. Um, and hey, take this for what it is. The title match between Mercedes and Kyrie for the IWGP Women's Championship and New Japan's Battle of the Valley, or Battle in the Valley, excuse me, is sold out. Um, over over tw- uh, over 2,600 tickets have been sold for this event. The venue is officially sold out. So you got at least uh, almost almost 3,000 people that want to see this. That's a lot of right. yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. But again, hopefully she's in what LA tomorrow. But if she is. She is. If not, I can watch her in New Japan. I think honestly she'd do well. I think she'd do great in Stardom. She she started in uh, what was the Shimmer? She started in Shimmer right there with Bailey and others. So hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, Japan's an entirely different animal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a completely different animal than you know. There, there's a certain thing called strong style. It didn't come from the Orient. It didn't come from nowhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, even the women will knock you on your ass if you're not careful. So. Not to say she can't take it, but you know this is a completely different beast. Well, if it turns out that it's not really her forte, or if it turns out that she can't really hang with them, she's she's not like she doesn't have anything else to turn to. <laughs> she's she's got Hollywood knocking on her door pretty hard right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, congrats to Tomatonga for winning the title from uh, uh, Anderson, Carl Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to think of the highlights. Uh, FTR lost um, in a short... I was expecting more out of that match, I will say that. Yeah, I have yet to watch that one. Um, I started Omega and Osprey... Um, from from what I saw, just the little bits of what I saw, it was definitely worth the time spent. Um, but I don't. I, I think finally we're at a point where Kenny Omega is back to maybe where he was New Japan wise as far as health. Uh, it's possible. Um, there are reports going around that. Um, Certain companies that had titles on um, other AEW stars will no longer do it. And the only one that will get that opportunity will be Kenny. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm assuming 
that word is spread that, or they've at least watched, you know, his recent string of matches. <clears throat> and they believe that, you know, he's back to, back to, you know, where he was as the cleaner health wise. And that, um, everybody recognizes that he is one of the best in the world. It wouldn't surprise me if he's got a, a unique deal like that because of the amount of time that it and effort that was spent in bringing talent over. Well, I think I think it was. I might have been AAA that announced that the only they were no longer gonna like the only outside that outside that had a possibility for their title was Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. That you know, I guess because of what. Uh, uh, you know, Guevara and Conte may or may not have done with that title. And <laughs> the fact that it was it was too hard to get FTR defending titles. And uh, I guess Kenny is, you know, he's the guy from from here on out. So they just they need to form a, a what you call a little uh, alliance mm-hmm. uh, conglomerate you know, whatever, an umbrella and, and make one true world champion and put it on Kenny. I'd be fine with that. Until we can get Jay White, Okada, Kenny and Osprey in a big four man. A lot of people calling uh, Kenny Omega and Will Osprey match of the year candidate. Um, again, like I haven't finished that, but would you say that's a, a fair bet? Uh, I mean, what are we nine days, 10 days in? <laughs> yeah. 10 days. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> match of the year candidate right now. Yeah. 10 again, we're 10 days in folks. You know. <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta go where the news takes you, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I get that. But I mean, when, when they announced, Omega versus Osprey, you you should have been like, well, let's see, that'll be four days in of the new calendar year, so that's match of the year, four days in. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, that was one of the hardest hitting things I've seen in a while. Um, because they really, I mean, it really looks like they're laying those blows in there. So I, I'll say it's not as good as Omega versus Okada, but to me it was worth the price of admission. And I enjoyed it at 4 o'clock in the morning or whatever it was. Jay White and, and Okada had another just tremendous matchup. Okada continues to deliver top-level matches, as does Jay White. The going rumor is now that Hikaleo, Tamatanga, and Jay White all have very, very strong interest from WWE, of course, with the current news going on. Who knows what happens with that? Um, and by God, you know, you could also throw Okada into the mix as far as people that others, other companies have been interested in. But Okada has made no claim as to whether or not he would leave Japan. Listen. With what Dixie Carter and them did to him, I'm pretty sure Dixie was in charge when Okada came to uh, his excursion. Yeah. 
right? Because that was a big thing I learned watching this pay-per-view. They're, they all go on an excursion. <laughs> so, or whatever they called it. Um, yeah, they mistreated him so bad. I don't think he wants anything to do with an American company. I don't blame him if they don't. So I, If he doesn't, I mean. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the closest you're going to get is for a, a forbidden door and maybe a build-up to a forbidden door match. I, I really don't see Okada leaving New Japan. Because to me, it's, Okada is, I mean, he's like your LeBron James, your Michael Jordan, your Larry Bird. Oh, oh my contract's up. Oh, they're just going to throw filthy money at him. I mean, he's the centerpiece of New Japan. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and it, it would be difficult. It's much like uh, back in the day imagining Antonio Inoki not with New Japan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it is hard to imagine New Japan without Okada, without Tanahashi, without, you know, all of those key talents. But the same could have been said about imagining Nakamura not being there. Mm, yeah, but... So, as to me, as good as Nakamura is, was in New Japan, Okada is that generational guy. Nakamura, to me, is not a generational wrestler. Mm-hmm. Okada is a generational wrestler. Omega is a generational wrestler. Reigns is fast becoming a generational wrestler. You, you know what Wait, I'm saying? You're saying Roman Reigns. Just yes. Listen, I, I, again, I've said, I, I've said it a couple times. He's proven me wrong. And I no, I don't agree with him holding two titles. But there's you cannot dispute the mark he's leaving on the on the wrestling world today. Well, they are working to separate the titles out. Monday night, it was made known that there was a tag team turmoil matchup where <clears throat> the winners of the tag team turmoil get a shot at the Usos for the Raw tag team titles. So it looks like they're, they're working to separate them. I don't know if they'll separate them. And if they do, it probably won't be until WrestleMania. That you're probably dead on. I'd say you probably have a good point on that. Yeah. But again, I I, I mean, I'm not going to dispute the fact that Roman has done a 180 or 360, or I guess 180, 360 wouldn't be the same. 180 yeah, be right from, back in the right direction. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> I mean, I, he is fast becoming a generational wrestler or talent. Um. No, I don't. I I wouldn't put him up there with Omega and Okada, and it'd be interesting to see how he would do in a wrestling match with them. But if I got if I got to name one for the WWE to keep the bobbleheads happy, it's him. Mm-hmm. 
with everything in such an odd state of flux, it's even hard to really focus on what, what happens past this week. Like, Dynamite's going to be great. I'm fairly confident about that. We got we got match seven of the Lucha Bros and the Elite. Like I told you, I would be happy to be wrong about it. But, hey, match six was great. Give them credit. They delivered. They made it different. What are you, what are you gonna do if at the tail end of that match, cult of personality hits? Oh my God! And out walks Punk and FTR. So that is a great question because here's the interesting tidbits, and that's a great way to head towards our last segment. So. Punk has been remarkably quiet most of this time. But suddenly, after Dax Harwood starts saying, you know, it would be a good idea for Punk and the Elite to get over all this stuff so we can just go in there and make some money. All of a sudden, CM Punk is active on Instagram. He's tweeting a little bit now. There's actually a possibility that could happen. So how would I react? Oh, I mean, how did I react when he won the title? What? When was the last time I jumped off a couch and, and, and shouted somebody's catchphrase? So, I mean, yeah, that's going to be pretty awesome if that was to, if that was to happen. Look. And I'd be psyched for him because, again, <coughs> it's about being able to, all right, we got past the, the stuff. We go into the good stuff now. Or maybe it just turns out it was a work all along, like I was saying earlier in the show. And, hey, I'm fine with that. Cool, they worked us. They finally got one over on us. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a work. However, I am very leery in the fact that Punk has not been fired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if he been... was that culpable in all this. I mean, think about that. How much time has it been since since out? That was September? Yeah, September was all out. So let's see, October, November, December, January... And we're coming up on five months. Um, that's about enough time to recover from his injury. Well, he's, there's also pictures of him back in the gym. Yep, yep. Sporting a hook hat. Listen, I, I think Punk is smart enough. I think Omega is smart enough. I think FTR is smart enough. And last but not least, I think the Bucks are smart enough to know that if they can put their differences aside, mm-hmm. if, they, if they can pull this feud off, it will potentially put AEW on the on the map. Well, I mean, it's it's there's a lot of different things they can do this Wednesday. They can start that ball rolling to really build a huge amount of momentum. <clears throat> Turning FTR heel, by the way, great move if they do that. Um, CM Punk coming back as a heel to feud with the Elite, smart move. I mean, go with what the fans are ch- chanting, right? If they're mm-hmm. going to chant FCM Punk, make them chant FCM Punk. Give them a reason. Um, you know, the Bucks work better when their faces anyway. I was never a fan of the heel bucks, but that's just my opinion. I like them better as a face because they seem to genuinely know how to get the crowd to buy in to when they're taking a beating. So I, that works. 
I'm not, I don't, I just don't know. I'm not, I, I don't want to. If Punk is healthy, Omega and Punk. I mean, come on. I, I honestly think, while they may not be the smartest guys in the room for doing this to begin with. Right. Right. Knowing them, though, again, we talked about this before. It, this could all very well be a, a work that they concocted because it's it's stupid enough to be like, oh, this is something the Young Bucks would have come up with. Plus, it gives you a perfect explanation to have Punk out while he actually heals from. Have Kenny out. Yeah. yeah. The Bucks out right on that line. Only, again, to be like, oh, no, let's capitalize on this. Which is smart. That's what they should do. Because to me, this stands to make a lot of money if they pull it off correctly. I mean, that's what this business is supposed to be about, making money. Yeah, I mean, I would legit have Death Triangle win. Have the uh, 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 House of Black come out and jump the Elite. Have FTR make the save. And then as Death Triangle and House of Black fight back up through the thing, FTR drops the bucks, leaving Kenny alone. And then here comes Cult of Personality. And out comes CM Punk to go nose to nose with Omega to end your show. Or you can do this as much as it would piss me off. Maybe the smart thing is as FTR drops the bucks and they're staring at Omega as called to personality hits. Tony says, we're out of time. We got to go. Oh my God. You know what? As mad as that would make me is as happy as it would make me. Cause it's such a cool throwback. I mean, you don't even see punk. You just, no, you just get hear the music. Yeah. Just the music. Cause you know, the music is going to send that arena into a crazy tailspin. And then Tony Schiavone is like, Oh my God, I'm told we don't have time. We got to go. And you just go right to black. And then you just blow up social media. Wow. Yeah, that'd be a good way to do it. I think that's a, that would be a very, very exciting way to end it, especially after they've done a very good job about building it, building, building <coughs> for the uh, Los Angeles show. Yeah, they I, haven't I mean, necessarily specifically named a certain match, but they've built pretty well. Yeah, I mean, you don't even have you don't even have to have him get in the ring. Just hit the music. Just so everybody knows what's coming in the weeks ahead. That you know he's coming back. It's going to be FTR and Punk yeah. versus the Elite. Oh, I mean, it's pure gold. It's pure gold. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So, Oh, real quick. Uh, I know we didn't bring it up, but uh, JAS, Jericho Appreciation Society, was... Was it uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla over the weekend? 
Uh, was yeah. that it? Yeah, the whole faction? Apparently, apparently uh, Jericho cut a scathing promo right after. Who did he cut it on? Uh, just talking about the fans calling uh, PWG the modern day ECW. Oh, that's and wasn't Regal in attendance? Did I see that picture? Yes, too? Regal was <laughs> in in the crow's position in the crow's nest watching. Um, of course, you know PWG <laughs> doesn't televise their stuff, so he's not breaking sure. Tony Khan's rules. Well, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I get pretty remarkable. The, he's right back yeah, to scouting the again. crazy world of pro wrestling, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, so here Amazing. we go. Before we sign off, sources WWE has been sold to Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. This company will go back to being private. Unknown if Vince McMahon will return to head of creative, but it is expected by some people. No way. Did I miss that? Yikes. That's an absolute big freaking yikes. Well, that's good. <laughs> you know what was truly amazing? It, if this is true... Right? If this is absolutely true, Vince just fucked himself. Oh, I agree with you. Because, because if it goes private, yep. and it's not written in the contract that you're head of creative, you're gone, buddy. <laughs> you are gone. Well, and here's the thing. All right, so think about all of the different competitors that didn't want to travel overseas because – of the politics behind it, those people are going to want out. Sami Zayn, one of your hottest good guys right now, he's gone. Kevin Owens, he's gone. Yeah, but so I think, think, again, it it all depends on where this is going to be based out of. If they leave it in the States, they don't leave. If they pack everything up and take it to Saudi Arabia – they leave. But since the WWE is God, I don't need again, see this is this is what worries me. And and again, I've been gloom and doom for the WWE for years. Mm-hmm. And in, in one fact I'm jolly because guess what? Mofos. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. I told you. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I was right. <laughs> That's how we close out tonight. Brian was right. <laughs> They're doomed. doomed. You can all <laughs> suck it. No, they'll never, that, that'll never happen. They're, that, that'll never. Guess what? It's here. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if that is correct. We'll find out more, of course, as the week progresses, and we'll bring it to you as soon as we have more news to report. But for the time being, thank you again for listening to Corner to Corner. We're glad to be back and glad to be sharing our time with you. Catch up with Rob on Twitter at Rob Hefner C2C. Catch up with Brian at Vlad Dragul C2C. That's V-L-A-D-D-R-A-G-O-O-L-C2C. And at C2C Radio Show for the show, of course. And stay at Stan Grub everywhere for myself. Catch up with us at C2C Radio Show. And again, thanks for listening. When we come back next time, we'll give you the uh, post-show report for Dynamite. Did Mercedes debut? Did she not? And where did WWE finally end up? Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening.
Ooh, that's a that's a crazy way to end the show. Okay, the only thing you have, did Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.